0: Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get him in the huddle, get him in the huddle, get him in the huddle. A New York Giants podcast. I'm Bob Poppin. Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. This week's guest is Super Bowl MVP and two-time Super Bowl champion Phil Simms as we talk about the move to Daniel Jones. But first, I'll remind the fans that the Giants Huddle podcast isn't just available on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. You can go find it on all your favorite podcast platforms, now we're joined by number 11, Phil Sims. And uh, Phil, as we make sense of what happened this week, were you, were you surprised first that the Giants made this move only two weeks into the season?
1: Uh, bye bye, boys. I, as I looked at the schedule, looked at everything, saw how the first two games went, I said, okay. I thought it was close. Um, I thought they would keep Eli Manning as the starter quarterback going down to Tampa. One, it's on the road. Tampa's defense. I, Everybody braced themselves. Uh, It's pretty good. It's played well. It played uh, well in the preseason in what you call the tune-up game. They basically destroyed the Cleveland offense. And then the first two weeks of the season, the 49ers, one of the best offenses in the league, had a horrendous time down there trying to move the ball and got lucky and won the game because they intercepted two passes and ran them back for touchdowns. And last week we all saw what they did at Carolina. So it just kind of shows you Todd Bowles, He was a tremendous defensive coordinator in Arizona. Uh, Didn't get to really put his hands on it enough with the Jets. But full-time, when he's doing it full-time, very clever, a lot of stuff going on, and I know this for sure. They're not going to trick him by sitting back and fooling him with, you know, zone coverages. It will be man-to-man, and there will be a lot of blitzing by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: All right, so Daniel Jones makes his first start. Uh, We knew it was coming, sixth overall pick in the draft. Well, I want to go back to 1979 because Phil Simms' first ever start as a New York Giant happened to be against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, Phil, you lit it up that day. I did. I
1: was on fire. They were scared to death of me all by throwing down the field. So they backed up and we ran the ball. And you just told me I was wrong right before we came on the air. I said, 6-12 for 36, and you go, no, 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 you had 37 yards passing. So it, it was rough. Tampa Bay, I think at the time, was 5-0. and Their defense was tremendous, and thank God we had a game that day where we just ran it, found a way to win. But the good thing is, the following week, I think it was the San Francisco 49ers, I threw for 300 yards, ran for, I think, a 20-yard touchdown, if I remember right. Gosh, I can't remember. I remember that. But um, it it, it got better pretty quick. So that first start going against a really good defense, it was tough.
0: All right, so just if you can try to put into words what Daniel Jones, what it's going to be like for him emotionally as the game starts to unfold. Because as well as he played in the preseason – It's the preseason. This is is the regular season now. What's he in store for that every quarterback goes through in their first ever start?
1: Well, he got a lot of action in the preseason, Bob, and I think you've heard me say that it was great. It wasn't good. It was not above average. It was great. You know, he showed great composure. He was extremely accurate with the football. You know, the one thing we didn't get to see really in preseason is him moving around, and I think that will come more in play this week. Uh, but uh, what he saw in preseason will not resemble anything he's going to see in this game down in Tampa, and that's the bad thing because we know how preseason football is. Most teams are vanilla. They don't do this and this, and then you play against some backups, but uh, he'll adjust quick, but um, to win, uh, you know, the nerves and all that stuff, I don't think that'll be that bad for him. Uh, You get out there, and I think the big thing, as I always say, about big games. This will be a big game, of course, for Daniel Jones. I I think we'll see uh, some different things early in the game with him keeping the ball and running it on a zone read play, some play actions where he's moving a lot, stuff like that to maybe try to catch Tampa Bay a little guard and let them know that it's just going to be a wider variety of maybe plays where the quarterback's moving around to unsettle them a
0: little bit. You know, one of the things that he had a luxury when he was playing in the preseason is he had Golden Tate on the field, and Tate will be serving game three of a four-game suspension. We don't know about Sterling Shepard with uh, you know him coming off the concussion. I mean, to not have a security blanket of having a veteran receiver out there that's tried and true has got to be a little unsettling.
1: Well, it does, and, and I think that Tampa Bay is one of these teams you know, that's been drafting defensive backs, it seems like, for the last five years, but their secondary has played really well the first few weeks. And not to have Golden Tate, hopefully he'll have Sterling Shepard, um, even um, Slayton, you know, if he gets in there, that will be a big deal just for somebody can run deep down the field and maybe back somebody off. I don't know the injury report well enough yet to make a comment on that, but yeah, you need some weapons, especially against a team that's going to make you get rid of the football a lot of times quick and um, and against a defensive secondary that can cover very well.
0: Phil, this is an unforgiving game, and we're talking with Phil Sims. Um, very few players get to have the John Elway experience, the Ray Lewis experience, the Michael Strahan experience, where you pretty much know you're done. They hand you a Lombardi trophy, and you get to dance off into the night. I mean, your career ended... After a Pro Bowl season and you guys were a player or two away from having the number one overall seed, next thing you know, you're not back with the team. See, careers end in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, how, how does Eli Manning sort of come to terms with this? I thought his comments yesterday was, hey, listen, I'm learning how to be a scout team quarterback, but I'm going to be the best damn scout team quarterback we've ever seen.
1: It was interesting, I saw his comments, and you know on t v and everything, of course he handled it great um you know he's there's never been anybody like him. well, yeah, Derek Dieter, I guess he would be the next thing Eli Manning man as far as handling the press, you know he always kept his composure um look, I was here fifteen years in New York. I did not do that. I said some things that made headlines, and I go, Wow, why did I say that? but uh that's great, and you know. It, it, it just, just by looking at his face in the interview, looks like he has settled down. He's going to try to help Daniel Jones out. He's going to learn what's going on this week because, we, hey, a lot of big defensive linemen, a lot of things are happening in the league, so Eli Manning's got to be ready to play. I thought that would be the hardest thing. Is you know I was in that situation where I wasn't the starter and I was the backup, and I remember one week we were out there Sunday on the field, and I'm going, Oh, my gosh. I hope nothing happens to the starter because I was so distracted during the week, I literally didn't even know some of the plays. I just wasn't paying attention because my mind was everywhere and I couldn't focus on trying to be the backup quarterback. So I give Eli a lot of credit in that respect. He'll be ready in case something happens where they have to call upon him. But it's emotional. Um, You know, the other thing that happens to all guys that get in this situation I'm sure he looked at the game plan this week or yesterday, whenever they get their first game plan, and goes, oh, wow, why did I get some place? Because there's no doubt we're going to see some new wrinkles from Pat Shermer and Mike Schuler, the offensive coordinator uh, for Daniel Jones this week that are hopefully, for the Giants, hopefully make it easier for Daniel Jones to made himself to a pro football
0: game as a quarterback did you look at opponents and say man like i kind of have their number he's six and one against the Bucks. he's got a quarterback rating of 98 over the course of his career against them and last year when they beat the box he was a tidy 17 of 18 with a quarterback rating of 158 is he sitting there saying man th- this is ready-made order for me
1: well, yeah, you know, the only thing is so many things change in the NFL. And last week the Bucks, uh, last week last year, it was about their high-flying offense and throwing it down the field, which they still try to do, but I think they learned a lesson pull back, but you know, it's an entirely different team just because of the coach, the way they play, and you know me, I'm oh, I don't know if there's something wrong with me or not, but I watch all these preseason games and I just remember watching the Bucks during preseason going, man, Todd Bowles has really got him going. And, you know, the first three games I was very impressed and the first two games. So even Eli Manning's probably looking at it uh, yesterday going, oh, well, this is not the team that I faced last year. It's a whole new concept, a whole new way of playing, and an entirely different Tampa Bay defense from what we've seen in the past.
0: How much can he help Daniel Jones during a game? is it overrated is it underrated to have a veteran set of eyes there that that plays the position
1: um you know i think it's not about maybe the x's and O's as much as it is no matter what happens on the field to see the good the good side of it and and to if you have to you, you lie to them. daniel you look great out there i mean wow you you just look like you belong little things like that and You know, I'm not going to say I ever had backup quarterbacks that did that, but I had other players do it for me when I was young. And it was really reassuring just to go, okay. So I wasn't so bad on that play that I just threw one of the dumbest interceptions that you could (laughs) throw as a quarterback. But somebody would come over and say something to you, and immediately your spirits would change. And I think that's the other thing, um, to learn. And, you know, I had times when I did learn it, and then other times I didn't. You know, it's not a game of perfection, which all announcers and analysts think it is. Oh, he, it, it drives me crazy, and especially a quarterback, because it's so fast, and you have to make decisions as you snap your fingers that you're going to be wrong, and he's going to make mistakes, and uh, we can't dwell on him because we know he's young, and the Giants are not a top echelon team right now. So, but it would be great when he comes to the sideline if he gets positive reinsurance and a and, um, reinforcement, I should say, to, to help him go out to the next series with a clean mind and kind of just start over every time he walks on that field and, and play that way.
0: Final question, Phil. Um, Eli Manning has kind of said, and he's let it be known, that he really cherishes the Giants organization wearing the uniform And a lot of his close friends have said he just, in his mind, never wants to put on another uniform. Obviously, he's got a no-trade deal in his contract. Things could change. I don't know. If Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt and Sean Payton calls, maybe he'd like to go home and play for the Saints. I don't know. But you never wore another uniform. Your last season was a season in which the team made the playoffs. Uh, You were a Pro Bowl player. Dan Reeves first year as head coach. Obviously, you had an injury that factored into some of this. But do you believe a guy when he says he doesn't want to wear another uniform?
1: Uh, I do with Eli Manning. I, I never said that. I actually thought about coming back about three times when my last year was over. You know, I had offers, great offers. And I thought, wow, this is, we've got to do this. I said to my wife, and so-and-so, the team, just offered me this much money, more than I've ever made. She goes, oh, my gosh, that's great. And I said, okay, should we do it? She goes, yeah, you do it. I know you want to play, uh, but we'll come visit you every weekend. And I just said, what? Well, we're not moving down there. My kids are in school and this and that. So, um, you know, luckily I never played in another uniform besides the Giants. It does mean something to me. And I know it really does to Eli Manning for all he's done, the great games, the championship games, the other playoff victories, and, of course, the two Super Bowls. And I would be literally shocked beyond that if it, there's nothing to gain. I know he still wants to play. That never leaves you, Bob. You know It's going to take him about two or three years to settle back into a normal human being after the day he retires because, like you probably read I just said, there's nothing like running out on the field game day, and there's nothing that can replace winning a football game as a quarterback or any player. Because it's so exhilarating, but it's also so extremely hard to win one game in the NFL. So when you win, it, it, it really is. It's a, a, tremendous, a tremendous high, and that's why we see all these coaches, 65, 70 years old, all still coaching the league, because they need that fix every Sunday, no matter how hard all the work is during the week.
0: Phil, we appreciate a couple minutes. Great stuff, as always.
1: Bob Papa, good to talk to you and uh, best wishes and all that stuff. And good luck down in Tampa this week.
0: All right. We'll be watching you all on right. Showtime. That was Phil Sims. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Bob Papa. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle Podcast.